This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found financial tech and the Guide Rock Capital Management weekly commentary for the week of March 18th, 2013. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska, and host the show, including the written commentary each week at AverageGuy.tv. Financial tech brings you the latest market commentary from the award-winning Andrew Hunt, CFP and president of Guide Rock Capital Management, located here in beautiful like to receive a free copy of the written commentary in advance, send us an email, andrew underscore hunt at guiderockcapital.com and put subscribe in the subject and Andrew will send that out to you each Monday, sometimes Tuesday when it comes out. If you have a question or comment, we can read that on the show, maybe answer that question for you. Send us an email, podcast at theaverageguy.tv. And of course, you can find us both on Twitter. I am just at Jay Collison and Andrew is at Andrew D. Hunt, Andrew, great week to see you. It's a Monday afternoon or Monday evening. How are things with you, and what's going on in the markets? Oh, things are great. Glad to be here, Jim, as always. Well, you know what? Like a winded runner, the stock markets started to slow down last week. So since the start of the year, the Dow Jones Industrials has risen by almost 11%. It seemed like every time we heard a news story or a radio story, they're talking about how the Dow set a new record at several times, all-time high. And in its own right, the S&P 500 gained about 9.4% over the same period. So that momentum has kind of slowed because we started to see some, you know, some economic data that uh, was offset by a slump in the consumer sentiment. So Thomson Reuters and the University of Michigan published the Consumer Sentiment Index, which gauges the Americans' feelings about their current financial health. Uh, obviously, there's uh, that. That's a big driver in our consumption-based economy and the outlook for uh, for the stock market. And so, we are expecting that, uh, that that consumer index would would rise steadily over the long term. But instead, it fell from 77.6 to 71.8, and it actually reached its lower le- lowest level since December 2011. It looks like the, the news was primarily driven by negative results. And, and the fact that people are starting to get a little bit worried about how high the stock market is starting to get. So uh, it's kind of interesting uh, to see that that kind of fall out as well. But with that to be said, you know, that's why we watch these things. The Federal Reserve um, is going to be having some open market committee meetings this week. And uh, we, we're going to see some some more insight and all that glorious stuff that's going on with the Treasury. Um, and then we'll keep an eye on that as well and keep you updated as, as we continue on. But the summary for the markets this week is they've slowed down a little bit, which, you know, when the markets start to rise by 10% in the first three months of the year, you might expect a little bit of slowing after a minute. Yeah, you had to see that coming for sure. <laughs> right. Well, the other, the other piece, uh, switching gears a little bit today, is that the middle class is growing. So in the United States, we classify the middle class as households that earn between $35,600 a year and $94,600 a year. So that that range is considered the middle class. Um, And it actually embodies about 40% of U.S. households. Um, Another 40% earn a little bit less, and there's another 20% that earn more. So 
over the last several years, scholars and pundits have noted that job insecurity and, and stagnant income levels have really started to weaken the middle class in the U.S. Um, I think that most of us can attest to that with the crazy job market and, and stagnant wages for most folks across the, across the country. Most of us are in that reality right now. So in the United States, it doesn't feel like it's growing, but that's not what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about the growing middle class um, in the rest of the world. So the Organization for Economic Development defines the middle class as including people earning between $10 and $100 a day with purchasing power parity. Now, purchasing power parity, say that three times fast, is the theory that currency exchange rates should adjust so that the same goods um, cost the same in different countries. So sometimes you hear this referred to as the Big Mac index, right? So what does a Big Mac cost in the UK versus the US versus China versus um, India? You know, when you adjust for currency and everything, it really should cost about the same in theory, right? So what, uh, what they're saying is that by 2030, according to Ernst & Young, the global middle class is expected to more than double, which would add 3 billion with a B new members. And uh, obviously a lot of these folks will primarily come from growing countries, uh, you know, such as uh, India, uh, Asia, China, places in that part of the world. So between 2011 and 2030, uh, middle class demand for goods and services ex is expected to grow from $21 trillion to $56 trillion. And 40% of that is expected to be done uh, by the middle class in Asia, which includes obviously China and India, the, the two big uh, superpowers over there. And yeah, hey guys, you know, <laughs> what drove America to be so large was consumer spending. And so uh, Forbes is, is identifying that these new consumers are going to potentially spend things, uh, spend money on things that we've been spending money on here in the States, like cosmetics, cars, cell phone minutes, personal banking, even retirement planning, something that hasn't really been done in those, those economies. And it's really going to play in a, a significant role in helping these e economies to get really get large. So uh, as with every week, here's our quote for the week. A man who carries a cat by the tail learns something he can learn in no other way. And that's from Mark Twain, the American author. Andrew, let me ask you, with the expanding middle class globally, we've seen markets typically in Asia, like in uh, India and China, wildly fluctuate because of some of the market conditions that are there. From what you know and from what you read, should that growing middle class kind of even those markets out, maybe slow down the the peaks and valleys that we've seen in the past with them? Is that, is that a result? Yeah, you know, that's a great question, Jim. Um, it's probably the multi-billion dollar question, actually. Um, but really, I think it's, it's going to be fairly unprecedented to see this, the, the significance of these populations moving into a, a lifestyle category where they're able to purchase things uh, like we do here in the West. Uh, for example, in India, uh, we're starting to see suburbs and housing developments and, and the shopping mall uh, start to really uh, come on strong in, in a lot of those markets. And, and 
what will that do to global markets as a whole? I don't know for sure. I would suspect it's going to do something similar to what it's done here in the U.S., which is, um, you know, we could see a lot of significant growth, um, and it will. There will always be emerging economies. There will always be uh, other new countries coming on, um, and we'll see probably some re-onshoring uh, here in the United States um, as <laughs> as wages rise and expectations rise and lifestyle lifestyles adjust. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to watch, and I think in, in you and I's lifetime, we're going to get to see some some significant impact. Yeah, it's interesting you use that term onshoring. It's it, you almost see this equalization then of labor as those those, those the the the, the um, not the cost of living, but as the expectation of living rises. Right. Um, it it it's this, the huge equalizer, and so you, you may some you, you may see some industries. I don't know if they'll come back to the United States. They may come back to North America. And sure. uh, as that as that uh, happens, so well, very very interesting. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, I've been very negative about the markets. If you've been listening to the podcast at all, if it's too good to be true, usually it is. Uh, good to know that it hasn't dipped uh, significantly. I'd like to lock in some uh, some of my investments and some of them the gains. It's been a great couple months if you've been in the market at all and uh, lock in some of those gains. Uh, just me personally, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing a little bit of that and re, in the, some, maybe some redistribution of, of uh, my investments. So, Andrew, thank you for that. And uh, another good week of a market commentary. I'll remind you, if you're listening to this podcast, and maybe, you're, maybe you've caught it on, on uh, at the uh, – Andrew, what's, the blo- what's your blog address that folks can catch this at? Yeah, it's www.gallupfcu.blogspot.com. And so if you're out there, maybe you're, you've, uh, you've come over from there and you're listening to the audio, you can listen to this automatic each week uh, to your cell phone, uh, to your smartphone, any kind of those devices, Android or iPhone. There's an there's a application or an app out there called Stitcher, and uh, Stitcher works is available on any browser, both in Android and iPhone platforms. It's a great way to listen to the podcast at home and on the road, and I actually listen to it. I've got a little Bluetooth in my car, and I can connect my phone to the Bluetooth in my car, and I listen to all our podcasts right off my phone every week. This show and all past shows are available on Stitcher, stitcher.com. Search Financial Tech. It's education for your ears. And then be sure to visit Guide Rock Capital out at, uh, it's really easy, just Guide Rock Capital, all one word, guiderockcapital.com. Follow Andrew on Twitter, just Andrew D. Hunt, and get all the show notes and all the uh, and all the shows, uh, the past shows, out at theaverageguy.tv as well. You can get them there. And now Andrew and I say thanks for listening, and we'll catch up to you not next week, though. We will be off next week. I'm going to actually be overseas experiencing some of that fine German economy that is over there, maybe even France. And so we'll take next week off. But uh, the week after, we'll catch you back here. And remember, be smart about your investing. GuideRock Capital Management, Inc., or GuideRock, is a registered investment advisor that is registered with the state of Nebraska and located in Omaha, Nebraska. GuideRock and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration requirements imposed upon investment advisors in the states in which they maintain clients. GuideRock may only transact business in those states in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. Important information describing GuideRock's business operations, services, and fees can be viewed on the SEC's website at www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. GuideRock will provide Form ADV Part 2, which serves as the firm's disclosure document to all clients. Copies of Form ADV Part 2 are also available to interested parties upon request. 
All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No current or prospective clients should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product made reference to directly or indirectly on this video, website, or indirectly via hyperlink or any affiliated third-party website will be profitable or equal to past performance levels.